Hi, this is Nichelle Nichols, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Aren't we all lucky? Love letters straight from Ed Robertson, welcoming you to this week's edition of TV Confidential, a radio talk show about television that is very happy to welcome Grammy-nominated singer-actress... Ketty Lester. If you're like me, you probably know Ketty best for her work in television, particularly her role as school teacher Hester Sue Terhune on Little House on the Prairie, a character that Ketty played for six years, as well as her appearances in such films and TV series as Days of Our Lives, Julia, Brewster Place, House Party 3, Sanford and Son, Harry O, the FBI, her memorable appearance as the cab driver, in the cult classic black horror movie, Blackula, and her very first appearance on network television on Groucho Marx's You Bet Your Life. Some of you know this about Ketty, but I didn't know this about Ketty until very, very recently. Ketty was also an accomplished recording artist who not only performed in nightclubs across the U.S. and the U.K., but had an international number one record in 1962, Love Letters, Straight from the Heart, that is still being played today on many, many platforms around the world. Ketty Lester opened a lot of doors as an artist, both as an actress and as a singer. She is also a woman of faith who is grateful for the many, many angels who opened doors for her throughout her life and career, one of whom was Maya Angelou, one of whom was Oprah Winfrey, and another of whom was Michael Landon. Those are just a few of the many stories that Ketty shares about her life and career in a new memoir that we'll tell you about in just a second. In the meantime, calendar year 2022 marks the 60th anniversary of the release of Love Letters by Ketty Lester, and Ketty has an event coming up in Hollywood that will mark that occasion, and we'll tell you about that in just a second as well. Ketty Lester is also the youngest of 15 children, having been born and raised on a farm near Hope, Arkansas, an interesting fact that also happens to be the starting point of our conversation. I have to tell you something. What? I am a white man in my late 50s, and I can't sing to save my life. (laughs) Well, I tell you, I don't sing now, but... Sometimes I try. Well, my point is, I come from a very different background from how you were raised, but you and I have two things in common. What is it? I am the 10th of 11 children. Oh, well, you are just almost like me. I know. I mean, everyone's amazed when they say I come from 11 children. And I thought 11 was a lot until... until <laughs> until <laughs> to me. <laughs> 11 is less than 15. That is for sure. That is for sure. I'm the 15th. I know. I know. That's, that, that's amazing. And the other thing, and this is one of the many things why I love your book. Um, you read the book? I read your book. <laughs> that's, that's how I found out you come from, that's, that's how I found out you're number 15. <laughs> well, there's still a lot of and you know, I have watched them all pass away. Yeah. And only one left. Yeah, well, but the other thing I really like about your story, and this is something I feel very, um, I don't know how to explain this, but I, I, 
you, you learned the values you learned and have followed throughout your life through your mother and your father? <laughs> yes. And, and... Some tough cookies, though. <laughs> 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 they were my tail. Well, well my, mother, my mother did, too. Yes. My mother did, too. They were the old timers. Oh, yeah. We used to go to football games at Candlestick Park. And uh-huh. whenever we would buy a pennant, you know, for the 49ers or whatever team they were playing that week, uh-huh. we would break the stick before we got home because my mother would use the sticks to... <laughs> to spank you. Yep, uh-huh. yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh. But... Well, she, she was just like the old timers. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah was, yep, exactly. Uh, my father and mother, well, we were raised in the woods, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. the country, mm-hmm. in Arkansas, mm-hmm. of all places, right out from this little old town they called Hope, and that's where Bill Clinton come from. That is true. That is true. And Bill Clinton was raised about eight blocks from where I went to school. Now, <laughs> I, the Yoga High School is the first black school built west of the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. That's where I came from. And that's, he was raised, really why Bill Clinton had so much trouble and had to have them all. Bill Clinton was raised by a black woman. Mm-hmm. His mother was a nurse mm-hmm. at Hope High Hospital. And uh, she trusted this black woman, this black woman, Raised Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton learned how to play the trumpet with them black boys. Mm-hmm. And when he became governor, he got him a black cook. <laughs> <laughs> he got a black cook in the governor's mansion. Then, when he became president, that woman was still there. Mm-hmm. He died. And Bill Clinton took a plane and went down for her funeral. He did not forget where he came from. He didn't forget where he came from. And you have not forgotten where you came from. And this is no, no problem. Still country. Yep. And and this is the other this is the other thing why I feel a, a closeness to you after reading your story, Ketty, is uh. all. Your, your parents raised 15 children. All 15 grew up to be productive people. Yes. No, no jail, no drugs, no problems, no, no nothing. And two of my older brothers was two of the first blacks. You know, World War II, they wasn't taking blacks in mm-hmm. to the war. Mm-hmm. But you could join and you could do the cleaning and the, the cooking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, my brothers, my older brothers, was two of the first blacks to go in World War II. And the fact that all of you left your mark in the world in your own way, yeah. I mean, again, that is a testimony to the way your mother and your father raised you. And that's the way it was with me and all of my brothers and sisters. Yes. So we have something 
in common. That's right. Yes, we have something in common. And another thing we're, we have in common is we're talking to Ketty right now. Uh, <laughs> Ketty Lester, the Grammy-nominated singer-actress known around the world for her 1962 hit record, Love Letters, Straight from the Heart, and to fans of Little House on the Prairie, as school, as school teacher Hester Sue Terhune, the only African-American school teacher depicted on the Little House on the Prairie show. Ketty's memoir, Ketty Lester, a memoir from Arkansas to Grammy-nominated love letters to Little House on the Prairie, is available Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. I have four takeaways from your book. Oh, bless your heart. Four. One, and there are at least four themes that go throughout the book. We've touched on one of them already, but you are a woman of faith, and you've always had a strong belief that God will provide for you one way or another. That's... He will. He will. Mm -hmm. When my mother was a young woman, and working in the fields, she had asthma, as you can remember in the book. Mm -hmm. But the last asthma attack she had, we thought she was dying, and we were all crying, and because we thought we were losing our mother. But that was the last asthma attack she ever had. God brought her through. She, would, she got sick at about uh, five, six o'clock. Mm -hmm. And she, they, down in the woods, that was back in those days. That was in the 40s and 50s. They didn't have these machines that you had for mm -hmm. asthma. Mm -hmm. You had to walk outside to try to get your oxygen from the air. So they would take her and walk her around the house to try to get her oxygen mm -hmm. so she could breathe. And we thought, sure, she was so bad. We thought, sure, she was going. And about 11 o'clock, God brought her through. And that was the last asthma attack she ever had. Now, when you go through something like that, you know. There was a God somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we answer. Absolutely. And another way that you've seen the presence of God in your life and, and, and knowing that God will answer your prayers one way or another is you have had many angels in your life yes. who have come to you sometimes in a moment of need and sometimes just the way we meet people, you know, in the course of our daily life. Yes, and he says, he moves in mysterious ways. Yes, he does. To, to perform. Mm -hmm. And he does. Sometimes we don't know what is happening. Mm -hmm. But God gives us a feeling. Sometimes, right now, I don't feel that I can sing because my memory is bad and I don't remember 
how things are done, how things are played the way they should be played. And then out of the clear blue sky, one day, God will give me a song and all of a sudden I'm singing. I don't know why. That's a miracle of God. There's a wonderful video of you. It's available on YouTube. It was recorded just before you turned 80. And you did a set at a club in L.A., I think. You sang Love Letters, and it's so joyful to watch that performance, Ketty, because you still have it. You think so? That's what my manager says. He said, you still got it. I said, I can't still have it. Because I can't remember words that well. But God will move you when he feels it's time. Here's a clip of Ketty from that performance at the Echo Nightclub in Los Angeles from January 2013. Oh. one of the girls from Little House, and you know the one that played uh, Mrs. Olson's daughter. Allison. <laughs> She's going to be with me on Sunday. Yes, she, Al Allison Arngrim is going to be with Ketty on Sunday, uh, February 20th at the Hollywood Heritage Museum. Ketty's yes. going to share some stories of her life and career along with Allison Arngrim. Uh, you, so if you're listening to us in the L.A. area, if you're going to be in town on uh, Sunday, February 20th, you want to drop by, you can meet Ketty Lester, you can pick up a copy of her book. Uh, you, for more information, HollywoodHeritage.org, HollywoodHeritage.org, and you can follow Ketty Lester on Facebook and KettyLester.com. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. What's really cool about that performance of you from a few years ago is, and stay with me on this, it, in a way, because Love Letters is a song about the letters that are close to your heart as the singer, and they bring you back to a certain time, um, wartime if I remember correctly, but, and when you sang it originally in 1962, you brought a breadth and soul and depth that nobody else had performed it before. And when you sang it a few years ago, you know, having lived... It was a little bit more gospelly, I said. Because <laughs> I had... It was a man named Pete. And he was sick, but he wanted me to do an album for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lincoln, my yoga fixed the album up, and we did the album. But when I did Love Letters first, it was during that Korean War. Mm -hmm. And I believe Love Letters became famous because there were so many people out there. 
that couldn't hear from their loved ones. And that song brought something to them. I believe that's why it became so famous. I also believe that's why it became so famous. And when you sang it a few years ago, it's like it means a little bit more because you're you're older and you're thinking back to at least this, this is what I got from that performance as I was th- as I was watching you. It's the same song, but you're a different person singing it, and so like it's it's like you're older and you're thinking back to your loved ones from longer ago. Right, but it's fun to listen to, and on the new one that's out now, it's called the, the New Love Letters. I have the girls, three girls that sang with me in this new album that's out. And it's more religious. I'm a little bit more sanctified. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you get old, Mm -hmm. you get that way. Mm -hmm. It's just a religious thing that's in your body, in your mind. It works. As Mama used to say, God moves in mysterious ways. God does move in mysterious ways, and one of the ways in which he moves is he's allowing me to talk to Kenny Lester today. (laughs) Yes, and I'm so happy. Yes, Kenny Lester, the Grammy-nominated singer-actress known around the world for her 1962 hit record, Love Letters Straight from the Heart, and as schoolteacher Hester Sue Turhun on Little House on the Prairie. Kenny's memoir... Kenny Lester, a memoir, is the story of how a young girl from Hope, Arkansas, the youngest of 15 children, not only opened the door for many, many African-American women, both as a recording artist and as an actress, but overcame many obstacles throughout her life, including a recurring battle with epilepsy with the help of her faith and the values she learned from her family. Kenny Lester, a memoir available, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold. The New Love Letters, the, the album that Kenny just mentioned, available wherever music is sold, as well as KettyLester.com. We're talking about some of the many angels in your life who helped you one way or another. One of those angels was, was a very young Maya Angelou. Yes, it was. Now... The first, when I first had to go into show business, I actually, first, the first job I went to try to get was at the shipyard in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the U.S. Mail, to the post office. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't, I was a little bit young. But I had worked with the University of California Mm -hmm. in a summer play. And the owners or the manager of the Purple Onion had given me that number. So I called it up. And I said, is that job still open? He said, I said, do you know who I am? I said, I'm Kelly Frierson at that time Mm -hmm. because I was using my legal first name. Mm-hmm. And they said, yes, the job is still open. I said, well, I'm ready to go to work. <laughs> and they put me to work. 
at the Purple Onion, and I was with Maya Angelou, who was the first uh, singer mm-hmm. to to go. Then they they I stayed at the Purple Onion. It was me, and that was the opening night for Phyllis Diller. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have many no women comics yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. But Phyllis Diller opened with me the same night. And the one that was the star of the show was Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou was performing as a Calypso singer back then. There's a story behind that, which Ketty will tell. We'll also talk about how Maya Angelou was one of Ketty's very first mentors in show business when she began her career as a nightclub singer at the Purple Onion in San Francisco. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more when we continue our conversation with Ketty Lester here on TV Confidential. One more item, if you love Ella Fitzgerald, our friend Jeffrey Mark celebrates the music of the first lady of song every week on Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella. You can hear Jeffrey Mark Plays Ella on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you find podcasts. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.